chance on here. Pulisic picks up the loose ball and he could be in. Christian Pulisic for Chelsea, 1-0. Quick thinking by Alisson, and if Salah could lift it, still Salah, Salah! The Ghost Goal Podcast. The Euros will return after being rescheduled from summer of 2020. This Friday, June 11th, 2021, Turkey, Italy, a really good one to start us off. Uh, I'm Alex here with Javier. We're here to preview groups A through C of this summer. Alex, that, that uh, was not that was not the opening that I wanted for the first podcast. That is just you know independent new podcast moving forward. Javier, I could have I could have said was that lame I could have told you that opening. Arsenal are signing Erling Holland, and you still would have been like Alex. This was terrible. I like I know you, Javier. We, we, we don't have time for no, this. No, we have don't. so much to get through because, like I we said, do we're going to get through instead of doing one episode for one group like we did for the uh, the World Cup three years ago. By the way, three years ago was the last time we had, you know, I hope you're enjoying I mean, your retirement, Andrew. Actually, he's got a lot of a lot of stuff to do. He's got <laughs> another say, podcast. A, so. a podcast is not something that Andrew's retiring from anytime soon. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like I said, we are returning to an international competition. I know we've had the Copa America, but uh, since 2018, it, it's felt like a, a lifetime. So it's nice to have a European summer tournament back. Let's face it, European tournaments are, you know, it's basically like a smaller World Cup. It's like all the teams that are probably going to win the World Cup in a year or two, you know, all gathering here for a warm-up tournament before next year's World Cup. Because, Javier, when was the last time a South American team won the World Cup? What was it? We were like 10 years old, right? We were like little kids. Yeah, it's been a little while. It's been a yeah, it's been a while. while. Yeah, okay. I thought so. Um, <laughs> so there, there's a lot more teams in Europe, to be fair, to South America. <laughs> that is that is fair. But we're starting off Group A, Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, and Wales. It's a very difficult group to predict. There's the added uh, wrinkle for the Euros that they don't have in the World Cup that uh, four of the third place teams out of the six groups will qualify to the next round. Uh, the ones with the, the best points and goal difference will go through, uh, and two third place teams will be eliminated along with all of the fourth place teams. So it's it's a, it's a hell of a lot more easy to get out of your group in the Euros. It needs to be said. You can you know, have a draw or two in the first two games and still win your third game and qualify. We saw Portugal uh, three year, or four years ago, five years ago, I guess, 2016 in the last Euros, draw all three of their group games and then go on to win the tournament. So everything's up in the air. This Italy-Turkey game, to start things off, is an absolute humdinger. Uh, I want to know immediate like pick off the bat. Who do you have favored for one and two in this group? We all have like an idea at this point which of these teams is going to qualify. Who are you picking? So I think it's the 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 number one spot is kind of up for grabs for me. But I mean, Italy is obviously the favorite to win this group. They're the historic best team. They've won the World Cup four times. They're you know one one of the best teams. 
always in, in, in any tournament they're in, they're always underestimated. And Italy almost always does well when they're underestimated. So it's the same coming into this tournament. I don't think anyone's really looking at them as, oh, you know, this Italy team can 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 win this tournament. I mean, is it the same? Because they're coming off like not going to the last World Cup. And for a, a nation like Italy, that's like a horrific event. So I feel like there's an, an added pressure to a lot of these players who are part of that failure to even there, qualify there for is. the last World Cup that there they is. need a good showing in this in in this tournament. But I think that this this Italy side has developed finally into you know a much younger side than what's been traditionally part of you know what Italy's been Italy has been. Um, they have a couple of experienced heads in like Chiellini and Benucci. Um, but most of the rest of the team, um, even Florenzi now is, is one of like the veterans, but the rest of the team is all, you know, 25, 20, 24, 23. So it's a team that, yeah, like you said, I think they could, I think they could make it into the deeper rounds of the knockout stages, but they're probably Mm -hmm. favorites to win the group. But. I think yeah, but it is a tricky. It is a tricky, a tricky group. group like, every team in this group, group probably thinks they can qualify, but we all have like an idea of the two teams, like Italy and Switzerland. I think you have to put Switzerland up there now after their performances at recent tournaments. They consistently at World Cups get out of their group. I picked against them in the last World Cup and they beat I, Serbia. I, and I honestly got out of the think it's going to be. It's going to be. I'm going to say Italy. But and, Turkey and, and Wales Turkey, are, are yeah. very. Yeah, I was going to say Turkey are probably like the sexy dark horse pick. Because they have they have gotten themselves a couple of really good scalps recently, didn't they? Beat France in a qualifier for the uh, for the Euros. Yeah, might, and they're also home, they, just, they, they just have a really good young team. They also have um, three really good young players from from Lille. Well, not two two of them. Dude, Borac Yilmaz is yeah, not young. Yeah, I was going to say two, not, the, two, two, one of them. Two of them are young, but one is, um, yeah. But they have three title winning players from uh, from Lille, from Lille. Um, as well as you know, Premier League level players like Cheng Zunder, who you know is actually on Roma but was on loan to Leicester, and then Sionachu, who plays centre back for Leicester. Um, they have Demerel, Merit Mer- Dem- Demerel from uh, yeah. uh, Juve, as well as like an underrated player. Yeah, so they have. I, I think they're a good pick, but a, a big chunk of their destiny lies in this like opening game Friday against Italy. Like, if it doesn't go right for them, and Italy beat them. Then all of a sudden it's it's panic mode for Turkey. And I think I they're going to get like a draw kind of out of apart. that game, and then I just it's going to be a high scoring game because I think one thing we have to mention about just going back to Italy real quick is that uh, Roberto Mancini, everyone knows about him from his days at Inter and Manchester City, uh, and has now been tasked with the job of uh, you know bringing the Italian national team forward to being like an attacking outgoing side instead of the traditional defensive slow moving reactive side of uh, of old and uh we haven't seen that really lead to like tournament success yet the last time we saw italy do well in the tournament was that 2016 euros under antonio conte and that was sort of like a rechanneling of that old italian way of you know grinding out results and they did pretty well that's that summer but they probably have more talent this summer but it's just unproven so that game on Friday with Turkey, Turkey are a pretty good attacking team. Like we've mentioned, I feel like that could be super high scoring, kind of similar to Spain, Portugal in the, the world cup a few years ago. Yeah. Like it could uh, be like a three, three, three. Yep. Yeah. I, I feel like it could be like too. a three, two game, but we, we do have to mention the other two teams. I know I mentioned Switzerland really quickly, but do, do you not, do you not agree that like 
they've kind of earned the, the, the right for people to expect them to get out of a group like this. Because that last World Cup, it was Brazil, Switzerland, Serbia, and uh, Costa Rica, I think. And, you know, Switzerland, I, I was picking against them. They still got out. They still have a big chunk of like their quote golden generation. But is it just that like the player, the names on Turkey's team sheet just look younger and better to you? Or is it, have you seen something from Switzerland that you think it's coming to an end? Or is it just Granite Xhaka? Has Granite Xhaka just like completely ruined the Swiss national team for you? No, I just, uh, they, they are a good side because you've seen them get results um, against decent teams. I just feel like they're, if they have to play a lot of good teams, I guess they, they play possession really well. Xhaka plays really well for the national team, and they use a lot of different players. I, I, I'm i not sure about their striker, the uh, that guy, Gav- Gavranovic guy. Seferovic? No, this Gavranovic guy that's been playing in the last couple of games that's gotten goals. Oh, okay. I was going to... I was going to say, like, Seferovic is old and awful, but he's still somewhat, somehow on the team. But, yeah, if they found a replacement for him, then I, I think I'm leaning towards Switzerland, you know, maintaining their their form and getting out of this group alongside Italy. And I think it's Turkey that gets the, the third place and does well enough and qualifies in third place. And then we have to mention Wales because yeah, I, after I be, that run be, to the semifinal last the, time out. The team that gets out in third place in this group is, is going to be one of the best third place teams too. But Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah, going to go I'm going to go I'm going to go Italy 1, Turkey 2 and then Switzerland 3. No love for your former Arsenal legend Aaron Ramsey and uh, the Wales national team, Gareth Bale. Loves Wales. No, I kind of think, think that they have losing their coach like a couple of weeks before the Euros to like a <laughs> scandal. Giggs, oh my god! It's just it's I don't know. Rob Page. To be fair, to be fair, they hired Ryan Giggs. Like, what did they expect? Like, just look at the men's past. Like, you knew this was like possible. This might happen. For those of you that aren't aware, what, what was the thing? He got in like a fight with someone. He got arrested for. Yeah, he got arrested for someone. assault. Yeah, so. attacking two women or something. Allegedly, Every, everything we're talking about with Ryan Giggs is allegedly. <laughs> um, it's still definitely very bad, but, but is yeah, that really I just the only that, reason? Like, you don't think like they can the... get their shit together for three games no, and get out of this I also, group? I, I also think, think that their players, their stars, you know, Gareth Bale, Daniel James, Aaron Ramsey. I think they're all kind of lazy and all think of themselves as really like oh, good players lazy now. Yeah, uh, like not lazy, but like they all are playing for themselves. Like they all think of themselves. Like James, maybe he he was probably the most I don't, hungry I don't, of them. I don't know what makes you think that. Ramsey and Bale, they, because they of the just, way they play they, on their club team. They went teams. to the semifinal the last time, and they had like a very good team, like camaraderie back then. Yeah, uh, but I just I don't think it's think like so. a tournament too early for them. Like they have a ton of like young players that they've started to bring through, but aren't like fully. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, th- I think like, like players like David careers. Brooks and like Ethan Ampadu, like in time, they're going to be really good Dude, for them. Uh, another big one, Joe Roden at uh, Tottenham. He's started to play. Nico Williams at Liverpool started to play a few games. Uh, yeah, it's just they're not fully fledged in their club careers yet. And, you know, you need to start with that before you can start forming another generation for your national team. So I think this is like a good uh, experience for a lot of them. And then, you know, they all go back off to their club teams, try to qualify for the next World Cup. And after another year of experience, maybe they, 
get a, a favorable draw in that group. But yeah, I think it's fair to uh, it's fair to say that they are probably the favorites to not qualify from this group. But at the same time, that that doesn't take away from the fact that it's a wide open group with every team capable of winning a game here or there and uh, edging it that way. Um, so final pick. Javier and I both have Italy uh, first in this group. Javier has Turkey second and Switzerland third, and I have Switzerland second and Turkey third. Uh, I do just want to finish on this group by saying I, I don't fully agree with what you said initially about Italy, that no one thinks they can win this. I think they can win the Euros. I don't think they're going to. I'm not going to go and predict it, but they have the quality that they should you know, at least be in the conversation in their minds that they can you know, qualify out of this group and... That would require Chiro Mobile to like actually become a, a real striker on, on the big stage and score seven or eight goals in this tournament. Um, if something I mean, like Italy that happens, playing all of their games and, at home, and they—that's another thing that you have to like favor them for. It's the same with England. The reason England are jumping out to people—they get to play all of their home games at Wembley. Like that's that's a real factor, I think, for some of these teams because this is like the first Euros that's being held all over the place. Yeah, that that is kind of a big factor, huh? Okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe then. I mean, it depends on all the restrictions and how much crowds really affect the games. But I, I don't, I don't see them winning this. I mean, I see that I could like. Let, I let think put, they can let make. Me put it, let me put it this way. I think they can make it to Italy, like a quarterfinals. Maybe, maybe a semifinal, but that's it. Italy will play Turkey in the Stadio Olimpico in Rome for the first game, while uh, Switzerland and Wales play in Baku. Italy are going to play their second game the same place. Meanwhile, Switzerland are going to have to come to Rome for that. That's kind of How messed that up. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like set up for like a lot of like the the big teams in Europe to like go far. And I, I don't think it's kind of shameless that UEFA has you know set it up that way. That they're they're kind of opened everyone else. Like we want the the big countries that you all want to see. We want to give them an advantage to to get as deep in this tournament as possible so that they're still around when it really, really matters. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. It is something to think about. I know Italy, Roberto Mancini, we don't really trust him too much at this point, but they have the talent. They have uh, some factors in their favor. I, I think they're certainly a, a possibility, maybe a dark horse. I'll, I'll call them a dark horse, even though they're Italy, to to, to make a run in this. I mean, they do have Champions League winner, Jorginho, leading their midfield, Javier. Jorginho, Barella, Verratti. I mean, how many midfields are better than that? God. I, I wish we were a video podcast sometimes. So you can see. All right. We need to move on from this group. <laughs> hey, Jorginho started and won the Champions League. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, let's move on to Group B. Uh, Denmark, Finland, Belgium, and Russia. Not as enticing as the last one, but still some pretty tasty fixtures. I kind of like that Denmark and Finland are going to have to face each other. You know, Scandinavian uh, face-off. Uh, Belgium, kind of like a hobbled side with a lot of injuries to their I, like really important I, I players from the last World Cup. I think it's just like obvious. Let's get it out of the way. Like Belgium are obviously going to smash this group. They're the clear favorites. You don't favorites. think the, the Kevin Danes. De Bruyne orbital, the orbital injury, and then the Eden oh, Hazard, no, like have... two straight seasons of being down, you don't think that like plays a factor at all? No, I think they have enough creative players. They always have. You know, they still have Carrasco. They still have Lukaku. They still have Hazard's brother, who is still, you know, a, a good player. Yeah, Thorgan. They still have, you know, Menuhir. They still have... 
Teal amends. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Hazard and De Bruyne are in the squad. It's just like a doubt as to whether they're going to be able to start that first game against uh, who's it going to be? Russia. Who, by the way, I know I was I was big on them for the the World Cup last time, but I'm just going to put it out there. They're uh, it's going to be tough for them. They're going to be looking to try and be one of the. Yeah, third I was going to say the battle for that, that third place team is probably going to be you know I, pretty. I think they hot might between they might Finland and short. Russia. Yeah, I think so too. Finland have a chance too. I'm not ruling them out just because they don't have as many household names. They're certainly interesting, but um, it's going to be up to them and Russia to try and win or uh, draw one or two, uh, draw a couple of these games and try and win one uh, to try and get that third that third place qualifying spot because it's going to be tough. I think there's like a tiny chance Denmark pipped this group. Just the way that Denmark play in these knockout tournaments is they'll probably score two or three goals against Finland and Russia, but you'll see them maybe get nil-nil draw, like a nil-nil draw with Belgium, and maybe they'll win the group that way, um, especially if Belgium do have De Bruyne um, and Hazard not really fit at the beginning of the tournament. You could see Denmark pile on goals against the two teams that are clearly behind Belgium and Denmark in, in international pedigree in recent years. This is Denmark's best run in international play in decades and and you know for them since they won the Euros in 92 probably yeah. when they had Schmeichel and uh oh my god why am I forgetting their names Laudrup uh, the Laudrups that's it uh yeah that, that that was a hell of a team this is I don't know I kind of like Denmark uh definitely to get out of the group but yeah I mean I kind of think this, this this the, the 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 most interesting is who gets third in this I don't know if the third place team in this is going to be one of the teams that makes it through. I feel like the third place team might be like four points and Denmark and Belgium both have like seven and the third place team might not make it in this. I think you're going to have to probably have five points as the third place team or like four points with really good goal difference. Four would like guarantee you a third place, like going through in third place, as long as you didn't get uh, beaten too badly in the one loss. And three, depending on like what the form is around the other groups, three points might get you through. Ireland went through on four last time because we drew the first game and then won one nil against Italy. But that was like by the finest of margins in the last Euros. So four points is probably like what like Russia or Finland would be thinking like we can get we can qualify if we get four points. Exactly. So they're really just looking for that game with each other. That's going to be what they're looking for. And then maybe getting a draw with Denmark or Belgium if they can. So I I think that's going to be a tall order. Um, I don't think either one of these teams is going to be able to get that that draw against Denmark or Belgium. Maybe, maybe Russia. I mean, Russia have surprised in, in tournaments before, but I think they did decently the World be- Cup in the World hosted, Cup though. because they hosted it. Yeah, I, I, I think Russia and Belgium, to some extent, both have like Russian tinted goggles on them because Belgium notoriously were in that group with England where both them and England got to play Panama and Tunisia in their first two games and then played each other in a dead rubber that no one cared about. Uh, so uh, then they obviously went on the run to the, the semifinal and, and lost to the eventual winners. But a lot of their best players who were, uh, you know, like Eden Hazard, I think was second place for player of the tournament or something uh, in, the, in the last World Cup. Lukaku was like joint top scorer or just behind Kane. He racked up a bunch of those goals against like Panama and Tunisia. Uh, and then they got Japan kind of a favorable draw in the uh, the knockout rounds, the first knockout round. 
I think there's kind of a, I would be kind of fearful if I was a Belgian fan and the, the Belgian national team in general, that with this little bit tougher of a group in the Euros, and after a very long, arduous season where a lot of their best players were playing deep into Champions League, deep into their cups, have struggled with injury, and I'm mainly talking about Hazard and De Bruyne, that this might be a tricky one for them. They might not get first place here. Denmark might beat them to first place, and then they might get just bounced in the first knockout game. They need to focus on getting themselves, getting the results, obviously, but then also getting a lot of their key players like up to speed and playing as close to their best as they can. And I'm not like fully confident in Roberto Martinez to do it. You know, like he seems like a good attacking coach, but a team like Denmark can just sit there defensively, frustrate them, and then beat them 1 0 or 2 0. And yeah, I'll probably pick Belgium second, Denmark first, and then I'll say, I'll say Finland third. I'll go a little bit out there. I don't, I don't, I don't think they'll get out in third place. I think they'll be one of the two third place groups that, uh, that drops out and doesn't qualify, but I think they can get for third place. How about you? What are you picking? I'm I'm really torn between Russia and, and Finland to get out. Um, it's not that deep. You know what? I, I'm just gonna I, I I was gonna go with Russia, but I've been looking at their team and and they're they're still playing like Zhuba at like who's like 33 yeah. or 34. Also, Zhirkov who's I went like 39. Belgium, but the boost that Russia that the Russian national team got from, from having hosting a World Cup, at, like they beat Spain in the last World Cup. They went to they went to the quarterfinals. They did so much better than anyone even like could have dreamed them them doing in that World Cup. People last time were saying about this team talent wise, like they, a good World Cup for them would to be to get out of their group with Uruguay and finish ahead of uh, Egypt and Saudi Arabia, and then you know like fall on your sword for the knockout rounds. But they they managed to, I think they beat uh, I think they beat Denmark in the in like a penalty shootout. Or no, Denmark played Croatia in the World Cup uh, knockout rounds and lost. I, I forget who Russia had in the the first knockout game. Maybe it was Spain. Yeah, I'm just it's amazing what Russia did in that World Cup. But I think it has to come to an end here. And Finland, Finland have Timo Pukki. You need a goal scorer in these tournaments. Timo Pukki. We all remember him from Norwich, banging in goals for them uh, a year or two ago in the Premier League. Yeah, I'm gonna go Belgium first, Denmark second, and Finland third. Let's go. All right, Group C, Austria, Holland, North Macedonia, rebrand, and uh, Ukraine. This one screams Holland and Ukraine to me, but I don't feel great about Holland specifically. And I feel like that's like the sexy team that everyone... I feel like this is the most like kind of underwhelming group because the three teams... I don't think three teams are coming out of this group and... I, I think that whatever teams do, which is probably going to be... Holland and Austria, I think. I don't know. Because Frank De Boer is the manager of Holland, you automatically just think to yourself, what are they going to do in this? Like, they're not going to do well. Like, Van Dyke's not playing. Yeah. He's their like, There talisman. was so much, like, excitement building up about them. I think we just found out today that Donny van der Beek has, like, a hamstring issue and he's going to be out of the tournament. Uh, you already mentioned Van Dyke. That's, that's a huge one. Yeah, you know, I felt you like know they were really probably building the players something. are thinking to themselves, like... Let's not like have a hor- horrible injury during this tournament. Make sure we have a good club season, and then you know have a good next year for the World Cup. It's weird to have uh, the Euros the year before World Cup, so it's it's definitely going to affect. I'm sure these players a tiny bit. It's got to be in the back of their minds, thinking like, 
if they don't have their full strength team, like they're not going to push themselves maybe 110 percent, whatever that means. But I think I think that would apply to like the the club season more so than like because like a tournament, like a good tournament run, you're playing like five or six games, right? Maybe seven. Uh, if you're you're going to the final and winning it, like that's that's not that many games. You're not gonna like not try your hardest if you're playing in a the first knockout, like the round of sixteen knockout round of the Euros. And also, do you or do you just mean it in that like Holland specifically have had like a lot of high profile injuries that these players are just like I don't want to be like Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah, have yeah to- exactly. Van Dyke was like I, he could have gone, but like apparently he was just like I want to focus on on getting back for Liverpool. And I think with like. COVID and stuff like that. I just think that for some of these national teams, I'm sure they're not going to be like 100% full strength, not just because of injuries, but, you know, for extenuating circumstances. But I think Holland is going to be one of the teams that gets affected by that the most. And I think Frank DeBoer is just a manager who was there to plug a hole that was just left by Komen being sucked out of the team. Komen was doing pretty well managing. The Dutch team didn't. I think they went to the the final of the first uh, Nations League, the UEFA Nations League, and they lost right. to Portugal in that. So, so they looked like they were doing well after a couple of missed World Cups, and I think they even missed the last Euros as well. So it's it's been a while since we've seen uh, Holland in like a meaningful tournament. I, I'm still picking them to come first, but I think Ukraine is the the second team, and I think Ukraine is probably like the is going to be playing some of the best like football in general along with Holland because everything I've seen from Ukraine they finished first in their qualifying group uh, for for these Euros um, Andriy Shevchenko uh, the former like player of the Ballon d'Or winner and Chelsea player is their manager they've got a whole bunch of players from their uh, from their two main clubs in the Ukrainian league Dynamo Kiev and Shakhtar Donetsk and uh, a lot of good young players coming up through those teams mainly uh Mikola Shaparenko from Dynamo Kiev. He's like a box-to-box midfielder. Uh, there's Vitaly Mikolenko, their left back from Dynamo Kiev. Uh, Alexander Shinchenko isn't from one of those two teams, but you guys know him from Manchester City. He's still relatively young. Um, they've got a they've got a nice looking team. Again, I don't know if they're going to you know do anything and go deep in the tournament, but I think they're they'd be extremely disappointed to get anything but like at least second place in this group. As for Austria, Austria just let me down every time I, every time I would pick them in other tournaments. Yeah, I, I just think they've always let me down. I, I can't pick them. I think Austria might might finish third in this. I mean, uh, but I do like that they they have some good players. You know, David Alaba, Marcel Sabitzer, Marco Anatovic. All these players are very injury prone. But yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be a, a, a like a hard fought. For that second place between Ukraine and Austria, I don't think it's like a lock for Ukraine or anything. And I think Holland win the group, but again, that might actually even be sloppy. I don't. I could see them even sputtering and finishing second, and randomly even Ukraine win the group or something like oh, that. Man. Something weird like that happens. Do you, do you know who I forgot to mention in that uh, that little Ukrainian player list? My favorite Ukrainian player. He's not young, but Ruslan Malinovsky from Atalanta. It's like an attacking oh, midfielder. Yeah, he's very good, yeah. He, he's like 28. One of those players that you always think to yourself is like, you know, 22, 23. And then one day you just decide to look at his, you know, his profile and realize like, oh God, that guy's way, way older. That guy's my age. <laughs> he's uh, not a kid. 
he he's a hell of a player and another reason like i think ukraine have like this this layer of quality throughout their team that i don't think austria have austria have like the bigger names in alaba and uh god it gets hard after that um help me out here arnautovic i guess yeah yeah arnautovic like and sabitzer sabitzer yeah, from Sabitzer. Later. that's the one yeah. i was thinking of like they have the bigger Lazaro from mooch and gladback He's pretty good as right. well, and yeah. Like, but in terms of like their full team dynamic, I don't think they're as good of a of a total team as as uh, as Ukraine are. And I think they may get through in third place, but I think they would be another team that I would maybe say is going to like struggle to I, qualify as I a think, third place I, team. I think this is the first time North Macedonia has gone to any type of Euros, right? Uh, I don't know. Well, since they were forced to change their their country's name to North Macedonia, yes, definitely. Since I think Albania and Greece had like a, a dispute with them over the name, since there's parts of Macedon that are in those two countries as well, they had to rename their country North Macedonia. Um, so I don't, I don't know if I think they've been to a World Cup in the past. Okay, well, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll do okay. They have some I mean, no. decent players. <laughs> I mean, Goran Pandev, uh, Elioski. Did I include him in the? Uh, in our little no, I'm uh, saying, list. but they maybe they they'll get like a draw with Austria or something or with Ukraine. Yeah, they, or, they just beat Germany in I can't remember if it was Nations League saying. or, or, they, or they, Euro qualifying. But they, they might beat surprise a, and get a, a, a freak result fixture. that you don't even you, like, or like they, they might get like a draw with Holland where you're just like, whoa. Like they'll they'll probably finish with like two points in this group, but I bet they'll get two draws that you don't expect. But they'll like they'll throw a wrench into this group where you might not. I, don't expect know, I think Macedonia it. like gets a surprise draw that like decides the group, but then they lose the other two games. I think they're pretty firmly in fourth place in this group, and it's up to Austria and Ukraine to decide who uh, qualifies in second and who's kind of like nervously right. this, getting this, through in this third. This group's this group's kind of boring. I think I'm gonna go. I, I'm just saying you, it may look boring on like the the Holland team sh- like the team sheets, but I, I think the Ukraine are gonna be one of like the the breakout teams of this tournament. I don't, I don't know too much the about them, that, so I'm excited to watch them. I haven't seen you, them. You very definitely much. should. Yeah, their uh, their first game is gonna be against Holland. That's that that's a huge game. That's just like the Italy Turkey game. Holland, like the the traditional big team that everyone uh, knows and knows most of their players versus Ukraine, a team that's, you know, got a young generation similar to Turkey, very talented, kind of well-known, but hasn't really announced itself yet. Uh, Yeah. I think the Ukraine are very firmly poised to, to break out here. Did you hear about the whole thing with them and uh, the Russian Federation about like the, the outrage? No, I didn't. Ukraine's the Ukraine's national team kits have a silhouette of, the uh of the country of ukraine on like the front of it and they've kept the part of crimea that's been annexed by russia (laughs) and like the russians are just like completely outraged by it you're just like all right guys come on like find something else to do like stuff like this isn't the biggest deal like there are bigger there's a bigger there are bigger things going on in the world right now like try not to get too too riled up by a, a country having a silhouette of itself on its national team shirt. Would love to see that matchup if if both these teams, Ukraine and Russia, get out of their groups. Would love to see that somehow be pulled off. That would just be a shit show. So, what's your official picks? Because I'm going Holland, Ukraine. I'll say Austria and then North Macedonia. Yeah, I'll. I'll I think I'm going the same. I'm going to go Holland, Ukraine, Austria. Ah, boring. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> of these three groups we've talked about today. Which t- national team of these first three would you pick 
to win the Euros. I know all the favorites are going to be on the other side of this on the next podcast. Bel- Belgium, but... Belgium, for sure. Really? Yeah, Belgium is the pick for me on this side. I don't like it. I don't have the same good vibes about Belgium as I as I did before. I get it, the slim pickings, but I, I, I think I, it has to be I think Italy Belgium for me. are a season side. I think they've had a coach for a long time in Mancini, who or Martinez, sorry, who knows the players well, who knows how to get the best out of the players. And I think a player like Eden Hazard, who hasn't had a lot of minutes, is going to want to show up in a tournament like this. De Bruyne's, you know, one player of the year again. Who knows if that was deserved or not, but they've got so many good players in the side. They've got depth, um, and they've been playing in in, in an unknown system. And that's so valuable in tournaments like this. Um, And I think that consistency is going to take them a long way. I I don't see them... I think if they don't get to the semifinals, at least, they're going to be very disappointed. And uh, Lukaku was the leading goal scorer in Serie A, scoring 30-something goals, winning the first... It, you know, title for intern in a decade. Again, these are all players who are red hot right now. I think I think Lukaku is going to get like, you know, five six goals in this tournament, and he's gonna he's, he's gonna he's gonna destroy he's had the opposition. On him before, but don't you think the pressure is kind of like more so on him than ever before for Belgium? Now it is, yeah. So I feel like now he's yeah, like, he's like the leader right now. He's going to have to lead that team, and I think he's going to do it this tournament. I think he's going to go score, you know, five or six goals and and get two or three assists and be one of the players of the tournament. So, I see Belgium getting semifinal, maybe even a final, but with the with the way that this team is, this is their golden generation. I I, I don't know if this is this team is going to ever be good enough to win a World Cup, but I could see them getting to a Euro Euro final and this would be the probably the one that they would have to do it with because these players would all be in their like early 30s um They're, they already I, are yeah and i guess in, in the world cup is going to be their 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 next real you know big test but they have these next two tournaments to to kind of leave their legacy for this golden generation for belgium and you know i hope they show up here and show people what the, what this team is made of cuz they they really should win at some sort of major tournament i think with how good this team is and the players the generational talents that they've had in this team yeah i mean that, that that's fair i just uh i think that world cup in 2018 was their first and last best chance to to get any sort of big trophy because it just kind of seems to me like their golden generation is just going to kind of peter out a little bit meanwhile the team i think on out of these first three groups that would probably have the best chance. I, I think it would be Italy, just because of the growth that we've we've seen from them in terms of like they're they're not only their all around play style, but I, I um, think they're too young. This is the first tournament I, I, that they're I going agree, to. But but they they've grown in that they kind of have like decent quality in multiple like facets all around all around the, the field. I, I mentioned their midfield. I do legitimately think it's a very good midfield. And they have players like Matteo Piscina from Atalanta uh, or Lorenzo Pellegrini from Roma that they can uh, bring in uh, instead of Jorginho or Verratti or Barella that are very, very good players in their own right. And they, for the first time, it seems like in a while, they have like threatening wide players in uh, Federico Chiesa from Juventus. And Lorenzo Insigne has always, always been there, but just having, you know, options on both wings plus Chiro Immobile, like fit and, you know, playing decently well. Yeah, I mean, this, I is, this be, is going to be, be the best the Italy side that really we've seen in the tournament. last, you know, eight, ten years, you know, since Italy last made a run, I think, when, in 2010, since right? They last, since they last won the World Cup. In 2010, they didn't get out of their group. 
Oh yeah, I guess 2014 guess, yeah. they didn't get out of the group because Costa Rica and Uruguay went out or went through. Uh, they, so, they've had a couple of really bad tournaments, so it's the 2016 Euros that they went, uh, lost to Germany, I think, on penalties under Antonio Conte. But they they did well in uh, overall in that tournament. Um, yeah, I, I just think from the limited pickings of this side, I would probably favor Italy over Belgium. Also, Belgium's defense. I know Courtois is playing better recently, uh, recent seasons, but still so many Tottenham defenders. I can't, <laughs> I just can't trust it. All right. Well, that wraps it up uh, for episode 301 of the Ghost Goal podcast, our first of the our two-part European Championship preview. Javier, thanks for jumping on this one. In the next preview pod, we're going to get to preview the group of death that has Germany, France, Portugal in it. We're going to get to preview England, Croatia, and Scotland, and Czech Republic, and I can't remember the other group. It's probably the boring one, but there's a whole lot more to talk about in part two, so keep an eye out for that one, guys. You can follow us on social media, at ASMOS92, at JavierRev9, and at Pod for the podcast socials. And until next time, See you.